Welcome to The Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. I'm going to start over now. <laughs> Welcome. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at the Gift of Choice Show, here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You know, I want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of that time here with us on the show. Technical difficulties and all. Thank you so much for your support and your patience, especially today. You know, my goal is to provide great content so that you feel that this time was well spent. You know, and usually we don't have so many technical difficulties, but we are to the beginning of Mercury going into retrograde. I think actually today might even be the first day. So, you know, what a better way to start the show than with some technical difficulties. You know, I just want to remind you also that in addition to listening to the past episodes here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes, that we stream the last episode every week to Speak Up Talk Radio, and they play it. 24-7. They're always on for you. So you can listen at 2 in the morning to actually a live show because they stream it 24-7. Now, to be a part of this community, just click on the follow page. If you're listening on iTunes, you can click on the subscribe button. That will get it into your, your feed of your, your favorites. And I also have that Facebook group. Actually, it's, a, it's called the Gift of Choice Radio Show. And all you have to do is, I mean, you can certainly see what's going on in the group without becoming a member. But if you want to be a member, just click join, and then we'll get you in the group. Now, again, as with every show, I want to remind people that the gift of choice is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature. But I do want you to take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. The gift of choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment either now i had the the chat room open before and i'm going to open it again because it probably closed with all of our technical difficulties but there is always the call-in number so i want to give you the call-in number as well which is 714-816-4716 and if you want to speak live with us on the air just press one on your phone and then from where i am i can unmute you and hopefully that will work today and then we can all be live on the air now, the other thing that I wanted to mention is I probably sound a little different today. I'm kind of getting over a cold, and it kind of reminded me, I mean, because of our topic for today, sensuality, which is sort of the precursor to sexuality, it reminds me of an old Friends episode where Phoebe um, had a, a really bad cold, and she had this sexy voice. So to, it's, I think it's fitting for, for me today to have on my sexy voice because I'm over getting over a cold. So bear with me on that as well. Now, I hope that you took just a few seconds at least before to just pause and just stop, you know, and, and just breathe. And paying attention to your breathing is something that we don't do enough of. And normally I would take extra time in the show today to to spend time with you doing that little breathing meditation. But you know what? Today we're so far behind already, and we only have, you know, 40 minutes left or so to the show, so I'm not going to spend time with that today. But I do want to sort of give you all permission and maybe a little assignment to do that later on 
in your day when you when you can. And I'm going to cut my monologue a little shorter too because I really want you to hear from our guest today. Jennifer Elizabeth Masters is is awesome, and she's just the perfect person for today's topic. You know, as we get into our conversation of sensuality, remember last time on the show we asked you the little homework assignment we gave was to incorporate sensuality into your life. So think about that. What did you do in the last week that made you go, hmm, you know, that sensual feeling? We talked how there we talked about how there are easy ways to incorporate that into your life, whether you're busy or not. Really, it doesn't matter so much about the choice you have and noticing. I mean, really, it's all about noticing, isn't it? Being mindful and loving yourself. And it all comes back to that self-love, doesn't it? Taking time for you, tending to your own needs, rather than just taking care of everyone else. You can bring bliss into your life with simple things. And we're going to hear more about that from our guest today. Jennifer Elizabeth Masters is going to share with us how to love yourself fearlessly. I love the way she says that. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I know we just got on the air, but we'll take a short break. And when we get back, I'm going to introduce Jennifer, and we're going to get into our topic for today. So again, thank you all for bearing with us, and we're going to be right back to hear more from our special guest today. Do you dream of building a business in which you can share your expertise and gifts with others? A business that allows you to actively pursue your passion. If you're like most people, you've put that dream on the back burner because the mountain of details is just too overwhelming. Now you can join other holistic-minded practitioners in leveraging the entrepreneur coaching services of Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie shares your belief in the power of the mind-body-spirit connection, and she has experience in growing a business from the ground up. Whether your challenges are strategic, technological, or you want to create a platform that promotes your expert status. Even by publishing a book, you can achieve your dreams quicker with the help of Bonnie's individualized coaching. Contact Bonnie for a free, no-obligation consultation at BonnieGressel.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging in there and joining us today through all of our difficulties. I am very excited to introduce our special guest for today, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. Jennifer has been on a healing journey for the past 30 years. Her healing has taken her all over the world and actually landed her in the desert of California, where she currently resides. She's found the desert to be a peaceful, supportive, and nurturing place. But it's also wild and windy and disruptive. In the process of healing her own sexual dysfunction, codependency, addictions, and illness, Jennifer has developed several programs to help empower women to love themselves fearlessly. One of the biggest changes in Jennifer's life is the total absence of fear, depression, and loneliness. She has discovered that when we come to a loving place and accepting ourselves, we get out of our own way. And we stop trying to make things happen and just let them unfold. Jennifer has worked with thousands of women and men, helping them heal from addiction, depression, limiting beliefs, and unworthiness. She's an author, inspirational speaker, hypnotherapist, certified life coach, mother of three, master healer, and ordained minister. That's a lot of things. 
This is Scorpio. She unbashedly says she enjoys sexual expression. And we may hear about some of that today. She assists women to find the sacredness in sex. Married and divorced four times, Jennifer is an empowerment and a sex coach for women. Her book, Orgasm for Life, came out in May of 2014. And Jennifer, I want to welcome you to today's show. We have lots to talk about. And I am so honored and privileged that you've taken time, even though we had all those technical difficulties, taken time to spend with this community. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. But aren't those technical difficulties just a part of life? Oh, absolutely. You know, life would be kind of boring probably without them. (laughs) (laughs) It's how we navigate through them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that gives us that peace. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, Jennifer, you do a lot of things and have quite a story, a journey, I mean, and tons of experiences. And I know we don't have a a lot of time today, but I'd like you to share with our community a little bit more about your journey and how that brought you to what you do today and who you've become. Thank you, Bonnie. I'd love to. Um, Let's just start with childhood. You know, like most people, I had, you know, all kinds of dysfunction and trauma in my childhood, and I had um, experienced sexual molestation, and I only share that to let you know that that created a victim. And I went on to be a victim for quite a large part of my life. And after divorce number three, I sat down and I did a relationship matrix, and I looked at all my past relationships and recognized the common denominator in all my relationships with me. I couldn't blame anybody else. And it was a huge wake-up call for me to really start looking at what was I doing, how was I creating my own life, and recognize that my thoughts were actually making me sick. And so um, it took a little while to unfold all those details, but um, through all of that, I also recognized my sexual dysfunction. Um, I I won't say that I didn't enjoy sex. I did. But orgasms were pretty few and far between. And in my 50s, I went through a tantric experience, which released all that blocked energy that sexual molestation can cause. And after that, I became orgasmic. And it used to be a real challenge for me. And, you know, I'm over 50. (laughs) And I've heard some people say that, you know, that, you know, after menopause, you don't have orgasms. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not true. And so what I've done is shared my experience, and I also healed codependency and my addictive uh, relationships and that sort of thing. So I help other people come to a loving place where they're loving and happy with themselves, and then everything else just takes on a, a brighter hue. You know, you let go of a lot of control and fear that way by loving yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, with so many things that we talk about on the show and and people that that I've seen in my practice as a holistic nurse practitioner, so often it comes back to that core of self-love. You know, it, it has to start with you. And really, that's the only part that you can control. You can't control other people or other situations most of the time, but we always have a choice about how we feel, what we do, what we think, and all of that um, in ourselves. 
So I think that's, and I also think it's interesting. And your you, your story is very similar to many of the people that I talk with, in that we learn to help other people based on what we've had to heal in ourselves. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's such a great gift to to be able to to share with others because it's and I don't know and maybe I don't I don't do the same type of work you do so maybe I'm kind of not in, not right in in thinking this but it seems to me that people don't like that's not the first thing they talk about you know self love or sex or whatever you know or or not being orgasmic people just don't volunteer that information <laughs> so it's not something that's common um commonly talked about I don't know what do you find in in your practice <laughs> Well, when I was writing the book, I would go to different places and share that I was writing a book about sex. And typically, as soon as I mentioned that and and what the book was actually about was helping to educate men about what women need and educate women about what they need, that they would women would share readily, oh, thank God somebody's doing that. I wish yeah. you'd talk to my husband. And so, <laughs> so it was a universal thing. And even at the gym, I'd get into conversations with women who would tell me after 35 years of marriage, they'd never had an orgasm. Mm. And it, it's more common than, than you think. I know my, yeah. my mother, is, she's 94 this summer, and she's told me about several of her friends who said they never did experience an orgasm, ever. Wow. Yeah, that's that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. It is sad. And it's a lack of it's a lack of knowledge is the problem. Is twenty five percent of women don't know where the clitoris is and thirty percent of men have no idea. Mm. And I had one gentleman come to me and he he asked me for a, a an autograph book, so we had a, a little conversation, you know, via email. And after reading my book, he came back to me and he said, you know, your book is absolutely accurate. He said, I thought that the clitoris was the G-spot. Mm. So there's a lot of misinformation out there, and a lot of people assume things because they don't know where to go for the information. So choosing, <laughs> the gift of choice, mm-hmm. and choosing to educate yourself, choosing to get to know what you like and what you don't like, and then choosing to have a conversation with your partner, your husband, about Mm. what it is you'd like. And the big thing is a lot of people are afraid. They're, They're afraid to speak out. They're afraid to speak their truth. They're afraid of hurting their partner. But what is this lack of information doing to hurt them? Right. You know, you talk about the to receive pleasure, you have to be open to it, open to receive. Yes. Can you yes. talk about that a little bit more? Well, let's just look at how this could this whole scenario could, right. could play out. Women are so busy. We're so mm-hmm. busy. And and not that men aren't busy, but women are multitaskers. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're doing laundry, they're doing dishes, taking care of children. And then bedtime comes around, and let's just say their husband reaches out and, you know, snuggles or grabs something, a body part, and, hey, how about it? And a woman's 
typically first choice when she's shut down and closed is no, I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. I have a headache. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of that. That is is being shut down and being closed. And so to open to the the a possibility of pleasure, we need to start saying yes more often. And from my own personal experience and my own database, I remember many times saying no, and I didn't even know why I was saying no. Mm. And and then I would lay there for hours, not able to sleep, wondering, why did I say no? Because I, I could have made love and had a lot more fun and been asleep by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we have to be open to it. It's it's a, it's when we start saying yes instead of no, we're opening to the possibility of pleasure. Yeah. You know, I think um, kind of along those lines, but a little bit different. Self worth or worthiness, feeling like you're worthy or you uh, deserve to be happy or you deserve to enjoy an orgasm or whatever. Do you think that's a part of? what sometimes keeps people sort of stuck in where they are? Absolutely. Because it it wasn't until I really loved myself completely that I was able to speak up and say, hey, what about me? Yeah. And prior to that time, I I felt insignificant. I think a lot of women feel insignificant. And over, you know, it's not just recently, it's, it's been eons, you know, hundreds of years where women's needs were secondary to a man's. Yeah. So you're leading the movement to change that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, we talk. I talk about mindfulness on the show often, and I, I didn't much today because of time, but, but that sort of being present to be, you know, not be thinking about, okay, what I got to, what I have to do, I got to, fold the clothes, I got to get milk tomorrow, I got to, you know, got to just thinking about dinner the next day, you know, sort of just being in the moment. How, how do you find people, I mean, is that something that's sometimes in the way of, of women saying yes? (laughs) Yes, it, it tends not to be for men, because men are wired so differently. And when they're aroused, their brain kind of shuts off. But women, we need to be turned on by our our brain, our mind first. We have to get into the mood. And, you know, there's, there are reasons that we are wired differently, but we won't get into that right now. But so shutting off all those other things, breathing, taking a breath and going, you know, I deserve pleasure. I deserve to have happiness. I deserve to feel good. I deserve to have an orgasm. And... You know, relaxing and breathing, and here's another one, opening the mouth. Because when we mm. open our mouth and we breathe and sigh, we're, you know, we're actually opening to receive. We're opening to receive the oxygen. We're relaxing our body, oxygenating our blood, and we're also allowing pleasure in and relaxing, you know, what's going on below the belt, relaxing the vagina. And we need to be relaxed to receive pleasure. So being in the moment, being mindful and thinking about what's going on and just kind of closing the door on all those unfinished tasks and choosing to focus on pleasure. 
because until our mind is totally engaged, we're not going to be able to relax enough and let go enough to have that ultimate experience. Men are so amazing because, you know, they could be stressed beyond belief and they revel in the moment. They're so in the moment with sex. And Carlos Mencina, he's a little raunchy, but he is a comedian. He, He does a blog, probably 10 minutes on how women don't think about sex and men that's, you know, they're in the moment. They're right there, right there with us. So if women could just kind of let go a little bit and be more like a man (laughs) and really be in the moment and receive the pleasure, they'd have a lot more fun, you know, and that's really the core of who we are is tapping into the sexual part of us. I mean, we are sexual beings. We are. And, and women have a tendency to shut that part down. And when we do, the first and second chakras tend to become closed. We have difficulty with money, difficulty with creativity, and, and maybe even some health issues with, you know, our, our ovaries or, you know, maybe menses could be difficult. So all of that is, you know, it's all part and parcel of who we are. We can't cut off that sexual experience and expect to be, you know, operating on all cylinders. And we really step into our power when we step into our sexual power. Mm. Now, do you think that, I mean, this is just kind of my opinion on it. Women are sort of like the, the caretakers and it's like, take care of everybody else first and then, you know, collapse at the end of the day kind of thing. (laughs) So do you think, that's partly why it's more difficult for women. I mean, men are, you know, breadwinners and caretakers and stuff too. But like you said earlier in the show, women have, it's kind of just a lot of that stuff just falls on them and, and, and they have to do it. Maybe it's that sense of responsibility. It's, it's that thinking that self-care is selfish and it's not. But do you think that's part of it? I'd, I'd like to, for us to be able to help women all over, get past that. And I don't know what it is that keeps them stuck. Well, part of it is that it's in our DNA. Women mm. have been subjugating our power to the masculine for hundreds of years. This is not mm. anything new. Yeah. We've been subjugating our, our pleasure. We've been giving it up for men for a long time. And we really need to look at our relationships as it's a give and take. It's not just give. And we're out of balance when we're not receiving. A lot of women have blocks to receiving. A lot of women have blocks to receiving love. A lot of women have blocks to receiving pleasure. And that's one of the things that I help women with is clearing those blocks so that they can open up and receive. That was one of my issues. And once Mm -hmm. I cleared that, that helped a lot. But, yes, I mean, we have a tendency to be the caregivers, but, you know, part of that is codependency, mm-hmm. feeling like it's we a have to fix everybody. Absolutely, it's a choice, yeah. Yeah. yes, because yeah. we are enough. We do deserve. We are worthy. Yeah, and we yeah. have to be the the love we wish to receive, right? We have to give it to ourselves first, and giving ourselves love is allowing ourselves pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I know last week on the show, we talked about some ways of 
um, more of the sensuality and, and finding those central moments for yourself throughout your day in simple little things, you know, eating a really enjoying a, a really good piece of dark chocolate that makes you go, mmm, or whatever it is. Well, it, does, it doesn't even have to be dark chocolate because I, I made myself some spinach and eggs and avocado and I was eating <laughs> that right before the show. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, how delicious this is. Yeah. And just being in the moment and being mindful of whatever we're doing, whether it's walking your dog, you know, being out in nature and reveling in the beauty of the moment. Bliss can be found in all areas of our life. Sensuality is found in the simplest of things. You know, getting into a hot bath, you know, lighting a candle, meditating, you know, whatever it is. We can be mindful no matter what we're doing. Preparing food with with our love for our families. You know, we put our our love, our sensuality into everything. We choose to. We can choose to. I suggest you do. Yeah. I know some people, um, you know, say, well, I I don't have time to to take a sensual moment. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to do this. I I have so many things to do. But I would encourage people to take a look at incorporating sensuality like you were talking about into the things you're already doing as you're making your meal for your loved ones as you are walking your dog as you're you know stopping to stare at a gorgeous sunset you know for a moment you know all of those things they don't take a lot of time and it doesn't have to be added to your to-do list necessarily well typically the people that are saying i don't have time are not in the present moment they're living in right. the past or the future. They're not right. in the moment. Yeah. Because there's, well, my mother always used to say, the man who made time made lots of it. <laughs> and so there, it, it is a belief system. And mm-hmm. I choose to believe there's plenty of time. And yeah. we were not put on this earth with all this beauty around us to not feel bliss. We're here to feel bliss, to feel pleasure, to feel sensual. It's who we are. Yeah. So if there was something that, that you know, I want to give our, our listeners something to sort of make sure that they come away with the show, but something that they can do. And we've got, you know, quite several minutes left in the show, so this isn't like your last, doesn't have to be your last golden nugget, but where could people start that's, you know, easy for them that's not like, oh, another thing I have to do, you know, that they could just incorporate. We talked some, about some of this last week on the show as well as we began talking about sensuality. Where do you, and when you work with clients, where do you point them, what direction do you point them in, or, or how do you share sort of that message with them so that they can go and explore that on their own? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, I would say be present in the moment. As soon mm-hmm. as your eyes are open, just, you know, breathe and be grateful that you're opening your eyes and you're alive. And, you know, from the moment that you open your eyes, if you experience the world through gratitude, then you're going to find your heart open. You're going to find you're happier. You're going to find you appreciate your life more. And it's this beautiful cycle that, As you give gratitude for what you have, more good comes to you. 
So as you get out of bed in the morning, you know, greet the day. Thank you that I'm alive. And, you know, I I always begin my day with a light incense. I sit and I meditate and I, I sit and, and do some prayers of gratitude for all the good that's in my life. And, and you know, it keeps on getting better the more you focus on the good that you have. Mm-hmm. So wherever you put your attention is going to grow. And I... You know, I, I use this little raunchy thing. I mean, you think about a penis. You know, when a f- penis is flaccid, you give it attention. What does it do? It grows. <laughs> so that's a really good metaphor to remind you wherever you focus attention will grow. It doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative. So choose the positive. And, you know, cook, cook a happy, healthy meal for yourself. And don't rush while you're eating because whatever we're doing, while we're eating, you know, whatever we're thinking or talking about while we're eating, we're putting that energy into our bodies. And so instead being grateful and enjoying it, that blissful feeling, feeling and tasting the food. So being mindful can be in everything that we do, in the cooking process, in the washing dishes. Uh, Being mindful as you send your husband or partner off to, to work, give them a kiss, you know. Instead of, I don't have time for that, because that Mm -hmm. is saying no to pleasure. It's saying no to love. So choose yes. You know, choose to be loving. Choose to be compassionate. And you can do so in every single moment of the day, choosing yes instead of choosing no. Um, And instead of griping and complaining about your life, find something good in it. You know, yes, there's always something. You know, you could have been complaining about the problems you had this morning, but you just went with it, Bonnie. You know, you were beautiful and flawless in the way that you just went with it without complaining. When we complain, it's like putting up a block. You know, we put up a block to good things coming in. So we don't want to complain about the negative. Instead, focus on what's good. Um, let's see, be compassionate with ourselves, be a compassionate listener, you know, listen to your children and really be with them, present with them, because they're going to know when your mind is somewhere else, just as your husband or partner is going to know when you're in bed together that you're writing your grocery list in your mind, (laughs) or are you focusing on what he's touching? Or you're looking so, at, oh, I think the ceiling should be painted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mindful practice can be, you know, your whole life. It really needs to be our whole life. Being mindful, breathing in, and just um, choosing to focus on the joy, the bliss, the compassion. And the more compassionate that you can be for you, the more compassionate and loving you'll be for everyone else. And everyone else will notice. It just spills over into everything that you do. Yeah. You know, I often say that being mindful is not something you do. It's who you are. Yeah. You know, it's it's just part of you. And and, and to begin, you know, a practice of, of becoming mindful, you know, there might be pieces at a time. But, you know, before long, it's that's everything. That's just who you are. I know when I had um, the accident, it was kind of funny because you said, 
Um, you know, you, you could there's some good in everything, which is absolutely true. I mean, when I had the accident in, gosh, it's been almost six years now. July will be six years. I mean, I was, you know, in a coma and bad brain injury and all those sorts of things. But when I was able well enough to sit in meditation again, I asked. I said, why me? Now, I didn't say, why me? Why did this happen? I said, why me? Why was I so blessed to have this experience and to get better as quickly as I did? That's that's the thought that came to me as opposed to, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned gratitude before because I think that, I think gratitude's maybe getting more attention these days than it had been, but there's so much uh, power just in being grateful. <laughs> I was just thinking about all the things that have happened in my life in just this past year. Uh, one of the things was uh, getting this puppy, and <laughs> here we are talking about sex, but <laughs> I wondered because we found this little puppy. My daughter was about to graduate. I had children at home for 32 years, so I know about sex after after babies. I, I can talk about that a lot. Um, but my daughter was getting ready to graduate five months away, and we found this little puppy out in the desert, and it's a little dog. And I was saying, you know, and I heard, pick pick him up. And I'm going, well, why, guy? Why am I getting this puppy now? And this little guy, you know, I have an old dog who's getting ready to transition, and this little puppy has helped her be happier. You know, mm. he's helped her have more fun when she goes for her walks. He sees things she doesn't see. And so there's a blessing in everything. And if we can yeah. look for the blessing in everything, and it, it reminds me, in, in the days gone by when I, I used to be in Georgia and attend church, and this minister, he's an amazing minister, he said, bless your spouse. And I was like, what? If we choose to bless our spouses instead of complain, bitch, and moan about them, we're going to end up loving them more because sure. we begin to see the good in them instead of seeing the negative. Everybody is, you know, we have positive and negative aspects. Not all of us is perfect. You know, we do the best we can, but when we choose to bless ourselves, bless our partner, then we start living life fully engaged, loving, compassionate, and, and that's when bliss really begins to happen for us every day instead of just little fleeting moments. Yeah. So if, you know, if say someone, come, well, in, let's go back to talk about something that you just mentioned because I was going to ask you this before, that, you know, people with little kids, you know, it's one thing to try to get out of your mind the, the grocery list, the what's for dinner tomorrow, all of that. But if you've got little ones like right outside the door or, or in another room, how do you do? How do you, I know that you've dealt with that in the past. How do you, you know, talk to people about that? Because they'll say, you know, that I can't. That's a barrier. Well, well, there's two things. One, you've got to get your baby out of your bed because <laughs> okay. you, you can't have sex with the baby in your bed. A, it's not good for the baby because, believe it or not, that child will be traumatized. This is it's mm. not a good thing. So baby out of the bed um, and get a lock on your door. You have to be able to lock your door. Your mm. bedroom is your sanctuary. And 
you know, there's got to be a time and a place. Mommy and Daddy are having some alone time. Mommy and Daddy are taking a nap. Whatever it is you need to say, put your kids to bed for a nap, and you take your nap, however you take your nap. But you have to have boundaries. You cannot be a mother without having a father. That children need both parents, and you can't ignore your partner. You can't just, I'm taking care of children, so to heck with you, buddy. That's that's not right. It's not fair, and it's certainly not loving. And I'm telling you, having been, you know, the, the thing that I can talk to is divorce and children, and, and being a single parent is a very big challenge, and it's very hard for the children. And I am here to tell you that it's a lot better to stay with your partner and be, you know, have two parents for this child. So you've got to find a way to feel sexy and to give back to your marriage because you you need to have, you know, you really do need to have two parents to raise children. It's, it's so important for the child. And you need to so, have happy parents, parents yes. that will model a good, yes. you know, how it is to be happy yes. and to enjoy their lives. Yes. yes, yes, and receive pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And and you can, you a woman has so many roles, and I understand. You know, when you're breastfeeding and your milk is leaking, it's it, it, and you get turned on, and that happens. It's like ew, <laughs> but you know. So have a towel or a face cloth. You know, find a way, a workaround. Find a workaround. There's always a workaround, um, but you know where there's love. There's a will, and there's a way. And the love, to me, in my mind, has to start with ourselves. Absolutely, because if you're well, if you if you're pointing at your spouse and saying your spouse is the problem, I, I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you <laughs> that you need you need to look inside because your yeah. spouse is not the problem. Yeah. I know because I did it. I did it. It's it's so easy to blame somebody else for our own unhappiness. It's so much harder and more challenging to take responsibility for our own happiness. But, you know, looking at yourself with loving eyes instead of critical eyes, that's what we're meant to do. We're not supposed to beat ourselves up for every little thing. We're supposed to be loving and accepting of ourselves and others. Be the best we can. We don't have to be perfect. We can't be perfect. No, there's a quote that I like. It says, perfectionism is a character defect, which I kind of believe. <laughs> it is. It is, absolutely. I mean, this that's one of the, that is one of the character flaws that I work with. That almost every one of my clients, perfectionism is one of their issues. Mm-hmm. And typically, when, especially with women, when women have perfectionism, in their um, in their makeup, they have a tendency to nag their partners and critique and no, not that way, do it this way. And when we do that to our men, then they'll want to turn around and say, "Well, fine, do it yourself. You know, you, you won't let me do it my way. Then you know, you go ahead, take over." Right. And we don't want that. So it's it's shared responsibility and and shared bliss at the same time. So. Yeah. There's got to be a balance. Yeah. 
Well, Jennifer, I, I do apologize for our shorter time today. We have, oh, I don't know, a little more than a minute left on today's show. But I think we're going to have to have you back on the show because we didn't get to most of the stuff I wanted to talk about today, and there is so much. I would imagine that there it's just never-ending in, in terms of clients and people who want to see you. So share with, with our community, what's the best way to get more of you, to get more of Jennifer Elizabeth Masters and all of her wisdom? Thank you. My website is JenniferElizabethMasters.com, and my blog, you can just Google my name and it'll come up, or Google uh, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters at Blogspot, or Love Yourself Fearlessly. That's a really good way to find me. And my book, Orgasm for Life, is available on Amazon. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing time with us. And thank you for, you know, making it through the whole technical difficulty thing. And, you know, but Mercury is in retrograde. That's got to be it. <laughs> I can only explain <laughs> that. And it's okay. I mean, things just, they, they go on. But I'm serious. I will connect with you after the show today because I think we need to get you scheduled again. It's been well, so thanks. nice chatting. Oh, yeah. It's been so nice chatting with you. And I think you have so much to share with this community. So, again, thank you so much for your time. And I'll see everyone. Actually, I'm going to do a podcast for next week because it's a holiday, Memorial Day here in the U.S. So next week at 2 p.m. Central on Monday, there will be a podcast. So until then, blessings, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com.